With a fair bit of regularity, I speak to hobbyist runners who have either given up altogether or had to take a break due to either their hips, knees, ankles giving them problems. And so on Instagram recently, I asked a question and the question was this. Do you think it is possible to reach old age and maintain a running habit completely pain-free? I was met with a lot of skepticism. What's going on here, guys? Where's the optimism suddenly disappeared to? When I encounter a, a barrage of skepticism such as this, I can't help feeling that what I'm really seeing is the projection of those who are currently suffering, who are already dealing with pain, and so therefore would prefer for it to be the truth that actually it's impossible to reach old age and keep on running pain-free. So in today's episode, I intend to get to the bottom of this question. What kind of measures can be taken by you throughout life, in youth, in middle age, and on to ensure that we can reach this promised land of continuing a running hobby without any pain. Let's get into today's episode and as always all links to formal sports science studies are in the description of the episode. As I alluded to at the start of this episode, uh, today is really just the result of a correlation that I have noticed during my time as a PT so far, and that is a correlation between hobbyist running and a certain age bracket. If I was to put a bubble around that, I'd say probably from late 40s to late 50s, uh, I have individuals coming up to me having uh, realized that they can no longer continue as they are uh, with all of the parameters as they are, as pains are slowly bubbling up to the surface. And this demographic typically comes to me with complaints of knee pain, and as a result, they must now grudgingly find some other outlet for their fitness journey. And before today's episode, I fear I may have mixed up correlation with causation. I'd had enough of these conversations to just draw a line in the sand and say, running is straight up bad for you. All of that impact busts you up eventually. To be honest, I've kind of taken the, the same view with barbell deadlifts. Maybe I need to do my homework there a little bit as well. So taking into account the studies we're going to look at today, the question then becomes, is it running in and of itself that leads to deleterious joint health in middle age? Or is it more correlation with other lifestyle factors that leads to this outcome that happens to be identifiable in runners? That question would be answered with a two-pronged approach from what I could discover. One being a focus on knee cartilage and the other considering onset of osteoarthritis between runners and non-runners. Each of the studies looked at both men and women in their middle ages and dealt with cohorts of thousands. Before I move on, just so we're clear, osteoarthritis is the erosion of protective cartilage on the ends of your bones. 
This outer layer is extra smooth and provides lubrication in movement, so pretty crucial for healthy knee flexion. It turns out repeated bouts of long distance running can reduce the thickness of this layer of cartilage, but only in the short term. So if we wanted to make the argument that running led to knee pain because of this erosion, we would have to be looking at someone who spends their every waking moment running on high impact surfaces. In the long term, cartilage and knee health remained pretty sound in the study subjects and benefited even. I came to prepare for today's episode with a bias, expecting that bias to be confirmed, but so far I've had my perspective reoriented a little. Even the most recent study in August of this year, comprising of just under 4,000 participants, found that between habitual marathon runners and non-runners, the greatest risks to knee health would all be found outside of the activity itself. And so I will quote the paper in question, from this largest surveyed group of marathon runners, the most significant risk factors for developing hip or knee arthritis were age, BMI, previous injury or surgery, and family history. There was no identified association between cumulative running history and the risk for arthritis. Arthritis being, you know, the, the full-on version of osteoarthritis, right? The complete erosion of lubricating cartilage in joints. And so from this, we can argue who you are is more to the point when considering the arrival of knee health issues. The final study paper I have linked today also brings attention to something called impact load on joints. For example, an overweight individual is more likely to experience knee issues given the added mass bearing down on the joints. It also postulates that increasing muscle mass is the perfect countermeasure to this, as the muscle reduces the impact load that cartilage would otherwise be bearing the brunt of. So, given all of this information, do I really get to go ahead and shout from the rooftops that lots of running is bad for you? Well, yes and no. Let's just compartmentalise everything that we have learned so far. Running in and of itself poses no risk to cartilage and joint health. Surrounding lifestyle could lead to running acting as a kind of lighting of the fuse that leads to joint issues. The solution in that lifestyle is then to ensure low impact load on the joints with a combination of keeping a low BMI and a healthy muscle mass. A perfect summary right there of how correlation and causation are two different things. So if you are listening today as a runner dealing with encroaching knee joint issues, or even if you're not cognizant of the issue or the feeling of pain right now, I do at least get to play to my biases insofar as advising that you focus on muscle growth. In a nutshell, the stronger your lateral muscle sling system is, that being the sling system of muscle around your hips, the longer you can be guaranteed to enjoy a running hobby pain-free. So what does that mean? It means we want to be training the hip flexors, the butt, the lower back, and the abs. And to take good care of knee joints, 
Uh, I recommend uh, weighted loaded carries walking backwards uphill. Uh, if you have a something called a hip mill in your gym, that's great. If not, you can also load up the sled and do heavily weighted uh, sled pulls. Keep your butt down, your shoulders up, your face up, essentially good squat form, whilst uh, what I call sitting into it, get your butt down. And you want to load that sled with at least two-thirds your body weight. At least. S slow, long strides back whilst pulling the sled. You should feel, if you've got all that locked in, you should feel all of that pressure and tension going into the knee joint. And this is a great bit of knee medicine. All in all, what we have learned in today's episode is that if you take two middle-aged individuals who have been running all of their adult life, and one of them has been strength training the whole time, and the other one has just been running, the person not lifting weights is more liable to joint pain. And I have always said that strength is medicine, and in the case of habitual running, we could look at it as preemptive medicine. So, please, don't be shy, speak to APT, and ask them what you can do in the gym to strengthen your lateral muscle sling system. You could also look at the fantastic YouTube video that I managed to find, which I have linked in the description for you to watch, and this contains a couple of ideas of what kind of therapy that you can do on the gym floor. And I will leave it at that, I'll see you all for the next episode, take it easy.